Well, I'm going to start something different today. Everybody say favor, favor. in 2024. 2024. How many of you believe what the Lord said? Yes. Do you believe what the Lord said? Do you believe what the Lord said? Well, that's the beginning of it. And just like everything with God, there's a God side and there's a man side. Right? And so I just had, had this on my heart for truth. Even while I was preaching on favor, I'd had this on my heart. And uh, I just, you know, there's a lot of new people that are coming to the church. And I like to make sure everybody's on the same page. And I want you all to be able to receive from God. Because even though the Lord says something, you've still got a part. You have to receive it. You have to believe it. You have to talk about it. You have to act upon it. And God could open door after door after door for you, and that could be his will. But if you don't know how to walk through it, if you don't know how to receive what God has for you. Now, everybody listen. Everybody listen. Everybody listen. Say, I'm listening. All right, because I believe you are. Now, listen to me, because if you take some of the stuff I say and you don't get the intent of it, then you're going to go scratching your head. But you do not receive based on God's ability alone. Listen to me. Is God able? I love it when people say, oh, ain't he able? Hallelujah. He is able. But his ability does not get you your answer. I lost some of you. Stick with me. Yes, God is able. Yes, you got to believe that God is able. Right? With God, nothing is impossible. Do you have to believe that? You need to believe it because he's God. He's in a class and a category all of his own. Can he do miracles? Can he heal your body? Can he save you? Yes, he can. Everybody say, yes, he can. He can, but that alone is not what gets you your answer. Now, listen to me. Now, in our circles, we're big on this. Now, everybody hold with me. All right, we're going to get somewhere. It's going to take a long time to get there, but we're going to get there. You don't even receive based on the will of God alone. Do you need to know God's will? You do, but that's not the only thing you need to receive from. So if you, listen, is it God's God's will to save everybody, all 8.5 billion people, is that what it is now, on planet earth? Is it his will? will, His will says, his will is that none should perish. That's his will. Remember when the man asked Jesus, he said, if you can, you can heal me. And Jesus said what? I will. He told us his will. If you're born again, it is the will of God that you get filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues. You don't talk about you talk about that on Sundays around here? We do. And Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays. And we just talk about it all the time. Because it's the will of God. But the will of God alone. Is not for you to know the will of God, especially if it's just mental assent. You can know, listen to me, you can believe and know that Jesus was born of a virgin. You can know and even believe in your mind that he died on a cross and rose from the grave. But that will not get you saved. You have to believe it, you have to say something, right? Right? You have to receive. When people get born again, we say, you know, uh, you know, a soul got saved. But really, someone received their salvation. Received it. God can save you. It is the will of God to save you. 
But you have to do something. You have to believe something. You have to act on something so you can receive it. So I'm telling you this. It is the will of God in 2024 for you to walk in the divine, profuse favor of God. God has told you his plan. He has told you his will. Now you've got to cooperate with it. And you've got to make sure, and i got to make sure, I'm on the receiving end of it. I'm on the believing end of it. So I'm really going to really slow down. And if you've uh, been around for a long time, then this should still excite you. If you haven't heard some of these things, it'll excite you. But if you really believe this, and you really understand how this works, then even if you've heard it 5,000 times, then you're still going to get excited about it. All right, so what I'm going to do today is we're going to look at Romans chapter 10. We're going to look at Romans chapter 10. Woo! Now, I don't know. Um, there's sometimes I can't sleep because I'm too tired. There's sometimes I can't sleep because uh, this is going on and that's going on. But last night I couldn't sleep because I'm just really excited. Hallelujah. I'm just excited. I'm excited about the word. Are you excited about the word? Hallelujah. Listen to me. I know this works. I've been, I've been living this way for 35 plus years. Everything you see and everything you're sitting in right now is a result of me and others who believe this. And there's never been a time when you need to understand how to receive from God in a crooked and perverse uh, world where the devil is running crazy. But it doesn't matter what he does. If you know how to believe God, if you know how to receive from God, the God who can do anything, the God who has told you what his will is, if you know how to receive from him, you can walk and have heaven on earth. You can have all the promises of God that are yes and amen. He wants you to have an abundant life. He wants you to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, walk in divine health. He wants you to be blessed, to be a blessing. He wants you reaching out, helping everybody. I'll tell you, I'm I'm very excited. (laughs) Romans chapter 10, verse number um, 13. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Did you already do that? If you haven't done that yet, you can do that today because if you don't know you're going to heaven when you die, then you're not born again. If you're confused about it or if you're hoping so, you can leave here today born again, Jesus forgiving you of your sins, and you can leave free of condemnation. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then how shall they call on him who they have not believed? How shall shall they believe on him who they've not heard? Today we're going to talk about the hearing part of the word of God. You have to hear. Now we're going to get into this. And again, you might think this is simple, but simple is what I like. Simple. God is not complicated and he's laid out what we do need to do. So he said here, how can they believe on him who they've not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? Well, I'm here. I am. And how shall they preach except they be sent? We just did some of that as it is written. How beautiful are the feet that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings to good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah said, said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then the famous word of faith scripture, so then faith comes by and hearing by a rhema Christos. How does faith come? It comes by hearing. But we're going to kind of pull some things apart because you all know that. You know how faith comes. So we're not going to jump ahead. I'm not going to jump around today. We're just going to talk about how you and I are to be hearing the word of God. 
It is the only way that faith comes. You can't have faith increase by the laying. How many of you know at Cornerstone, we lay, hand, we lay hands on you till all the hair rubs off your head. I love laying on hands. I do. But laying on hands is not going to give you faith. We believe in praying in other tongues around here. But praying in other tongues builds upon your holy faith. It does not give you faith. The only way to get faith is by hearing the word of God. If you can find another way, I haven't found it in 35 years, but you let me know. But you won't be able to because there is no other way to get faith. How many know you have, to, you have to hear? And how can you hear without a preacher? That's the way God designed it. So none of us are on an island our own. Can you get faith directly from God from his word? You can. But God has ordained this, that the preaching and the anointed preaching and the teaching of the word is important. All right? So let's get into this. So number one, you, can, you, can, um, you can't believe until you hear something. In hearing, we need a preacher. It's part of God's plan. Faith comes by hearing a rhema Christos. You can't have a rhema without a logos. So the written word of God, inspired by the Holy Ghost, written by holy men of old, this is not a book. This is a compilation of the Holy Ghost moving on men and writing it down. These are the words of Almighty God. They cannot be changed. There's not a 2.0 coming out. Culture can't change it. Uh, preachers can't change it. They are trying. They are trying. They are trying. But God's word stands forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. The reason that we can stand on this is because it's the only thing that is sure. Jesus said he is the way, the truth. He is the word of God made flesh. This is the truth. Truth, which which you build your life on. And if you don't build your life on this, you're not, you're not, you're not building it on a solid place. And so um, without, so we need a logos so that we can get a spoken word, a rhema, an anointed word so that we can receive from God. Now I want to talk to you about something and I'm trying to go with my notes because I have 13,000 things I want to talk to you about. But I want to talk to you about hearing and that there are so many things. There's all the steps and we're going to get to them in the next year. Um, okay, months. Okay, weeks. But I want to start somewhere. How I many know the father of our faith is Abraham? Right? So he's held up to us as a standard. So let's see how, uh, and we'll talk about him and his son Abraham. Uh, having children. So let's look at Genesis chapter 15. Let's go back to the book of Genesis. Let me say this to you. Faith has always come the same way. It didn't change in the new covenant. It's the same, the old covenant before they had a covenant. Faith in God has always come the same way. Now listen, I will jump ahead of here. You and I are born again. Y'all born again? Most of you filled with the Holy Ghost. How many of you know we should have an advantage over an Old Testament believer who, where God didn't live in them? I don't understand sometimes it should be easier for us, and yet some ways it seems harder for us. But God lives in you. God didn't live in Abraham. He's the same God, same word. Faith, faith works the same way. So faith, the New Testament faith is not a new faith. 
that faith in God got you born again, which gives you an advantage because God lives in you. But faith has always worked the same way. And the only way it comes, because faith begins where the will of God is known. You can't know, the Bible says, my people perish for a lack of what? See, knowledge of God and his word tells you what the will of God is. First, just overall, the will of God for salvation, the will of God for healing, the will of God for finances, the will of God for peace, the will of God for joy. Then individually, you're going to have to find out the will of God for your own life by actually having a relationship with God, not asking somebody else to pray. You might have to pray. You might have to hear from God. No, you might. You have to. I don't know, today, people want to substitute. You have to have a real relationship with him. He has to be able to speak to you for your personal life. Now, Abraham, there was nothing written down. You know, God just came and talked to him. Had a plan. Genesis 51. uh, After this, these things, the word of the Lord came. So the word came. And it came, this time it came in a vision saying, fear not, Abraham, Abram, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, will you, uh, what, were you gonna get, what are you going to give me? See, and I go childless. And the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham, Abraham said, behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came. Everybody say the word came. Now listen to me. As I read this, you got a whole lot of word that's already came. You got you to gotta, you gotta honor the logos. If you don't honor the logos, you'll never get a rhema. All right? So here we skip the logos and we got a rhema. God is directly speaking to him. Well, I wish God would directly speak to me. He did. No more wishing. And then he can speak to your heart. So he said, um, he's, the, behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, that shall not be your heir. So that's not it, but that he shall come forth out of your own bowels. That's going to be your heir. And then he did some other things that I'm not going to do. I just want you to concentrate on the hearing because we are really going to break this down. He heard something. And who did he hear it from? God himself. And when he heard something, what do we know later? Something happened where he was able to produce. How do we know he's able to produce? Now listen, I'm gonna jump, we're going to get in this, but Sarah was not able to produce. Remember, she got frustrated. One of the things that hurts your faith is frustration with time. We always want God to hurry up. Now I thank God one of my favorite prayers is he's right early. The psalmist said he's right early. Everybody else has a midnight God. I have a right early God. All right, but you know, anyway. But... His, how I many know, Abraham, we don't know what were Abraham and Sarah, neither one able to produce. We don't know that. We've not been told that. I think then our assumption is neither one could produce a child to this point. Then remember, she got frustrated and she said, hey, here's Hagar, uh, you stupid man. You go in with her. And he was, I called him a stupid man because he should not have listened unto her. Because <laughs> remember then mama got mad afterwards, Right. And so we know, listen to me, God spoke to Abram. Abram heard God. Abram obviously believed God because Abram was able to produce. Okay? But it says faith comes by hearing 
A word from God. Did he get a word from God? Did he have faith? Did it produce something? Absolutely. All right. Now, we go on. And uh, remember, um, God came to him and just, just for time's sake, because I think I wrote down the wrong scripture anyway. Um, uh, remember, Ishmael came. And God's coming down. He says he wants to talk to him about Sarah and uh, about making a covenant. And uh, verse 15 of Genesis 17, and God said to Abram, as for Sarai, your wife, don't call her Sarai anymore, but call her Sarah. And I'm going to bless her, and I'm going to give her a son. So the first thing God does is, even though we got a mess on our hands, and a mis- aren't you glad God can work through our mistakes? Yes. Aren't you glad he can deliver you out of all your problems? Yes. The ones you create, the one the devil creates, the one somebody else creates. This one Sarai created, and then, um, well, that's Abram's fault. And so, cause every guy knows that's Abram's fault. It's not Sarai's fault. Right? It's Abram's fault. Um, and then Abram fell on his face in verse 17 and laughed. Shall the child be born unto him that is 100 years old? And Sarah is 90 years old. Um, and Abram said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah. So, so he is pleading, kind of stating his case. He's already got a son. Let's not go through this anymore. Daddy's old. And, we, and let's not have any more babies. And God ignored him. God ignored him. It's good for you sometimes God ignores you. Because every man's ways are right in their own mind. And God said, Sarah, your wife shall be with a son indeed. And I want to tell you what I'm going to name that boy. So you all messed up, but I'm going to name this child, and his name is Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him. So it's not about you, Abraham and Sarah. It's about Isaac and the covenant. It's about Jesus. So then what do we know? How does faith come? So God had to, because Abram had made up his mind that what he was going to, he believed Ishmael was enough. God had to come and talk to him and say, Ishmael is not enough. I appreciate him. I'll bless him the way I can, but he's not the one. And so therefore he had to give him the word again so that his faith would be active again in case his body, because he said, I'm 100 years old, is now shut down again. So faith comes by. And what did, what did Abram just hear? I'm going to use Sarah and you. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Right? And so he's ta- God is talking to Abram alone. And then now he's by the tent, you know, there's that old Sodom and Gomorrah stuff and everything is going on. And then uh, verse 9 of Genesis 18. And they said, uh, God said, where's Sarah? And he said, she's in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto her according to the time of life. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. So Abram, Abraham and God are chatting. Sarah's in the tent, but what is she doing? Listen to me. For the first time in her life, she heard God for herself. The problem with most people in our kind of church is they don't hear God for themselves anymore. They want a preacher to tell them. They want a testimony to tell them. They want a a message on a, a podcast to tell them. But you still got to have God tell you. 
You have to have revelation. There's one thing to know it in your mind, and there's one thing to hear it with your ears where your earring hangs from. But there's another thing to hear it in your heart. Your mind needs to be renewed. You, ha- you perish because of lack of knowledge. And so that's in your mind as well. But listen to me. Until you get revelation, until it dawns on your heart, until you really believe it, because faith is of the heart. It's not of the mind. So what happened is Abraham believed the first time Ishmael was produced. Abraham believed again, and now he's ready to work with God again because this is different than what he had currently planned. And now Sarah, for the first time in her life, before what happened? Abraham, Abram at the time, told her what God said. Abram told her what God said. Now, could that have been enough? It could have been enough. But in her case, it wasn't enough. It didn't change her, what Abram said. I mean, come on, he had a vision. He's walking through things. The glory's there. It's obvious his body worked. He said, and Sarah heard it. Everybody say, Sarah heard it. Listen to me, you've got to hear it. You've got to hear it. Not with just these. You've got to hear it got to hear it. I don't want to raise up a bunch of people who just know it up here, who go like this, who say amen. I want you to get it. God wants you to get it. He wants you to walk in it. I don't want you to leave any of the promises of God on the side of the road. I don't want you to leave the favor that's available on the side of the road. I want you to walk in it. God wants you to walk in it. Y'all, I am stirred up. We're going to get you to some places. Woo! Now, Abraham and Sarah, verse 11, again, with this old stuff. 100 and, what is she, 90? Well, no, she's never been able to bear a child. And this response is, you know, um, Abraham and Sarah were old and well-stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. In other words, that stuff don't even work. It's never worked, but it really don't work. Right? Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure with my Lord, being old also? In other words, we don't even do that anymore. That's what that means. In King, that's nice King James, for we don't do that no more. Is anything too hard for the Lord? That was God's question. Is anything, that's what he's asking you and me. Is anything too hard for the Lord? The answer is no, but you can't receive just based on that. You have to know that, but that's not how you just, that's not how you receive. It's true. At the appointed time, this is his word to her. At the appointed time, how many you know it takes about nine months to have a baby, they tell me. Right? At the appointed time, I will return. What did he say? About this time next year. So listen to me. She had three months to get it together. I'm going to return to you according to time. And Sarah shall have a son. And Sarah denied saying, I laughed not. Because she was afraid. Because she's talking to God. And he's talking back to her. She is hearing him for the first time herself. 
And God is God. And he said, why are you laughing about it? Because it wasn't a Holy Ghost laugh. It was a laugh of unbelief. She is still in unbelief. She thought it was funny. And then she lied. Don't lift your hand if you've ever lied. The mother of our faith is a laugher and a liar. But in three months, something happened. Because Hebrews 11, 11 says she made the book. And without her faith, there is no Isaac. But why did it come? This time it came not because she heard from Abraham. She heard for herself. And I believe, because God said, where's Sarah? I need to talk to that girl. And even though she was in the tent, he knew this is God talking to Abraham. God would like some appointments with some of you. Are you hearing me? He would like an appointment, please. Schedule him in in your iPhone, on your calendar. He needs to talk to some of you. Some of you are languishing. Some of you are struggling. Some of you are halting between two opinions. And it's not because you don't love God. It's not because you don't love Jesus. It's not because you're not saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not because you don't come to church. It's because you're not sure you've heard from God. Well, I have, the, I have the written word. Yes, and from that written word, he needs to give you a rhema. It needs to come alive to you. And then there's some things that are not written here for you personally that God wants to do with you, for you that align with the word of God that you need to hear from him. And the only way you're going to hear from him is while you're reading, while you're meditating, while you're studying, while you're praying, while you're worshiping, while you're walking in the spirit. Amen. Are you with me? Woo. Hallelujah. It reminds me of something else. You remember the woman at the well, John chapter four. Woo. I want you to get it because you're going to, some of you are going to, it's going to, you're going to dawn on you because your frustration will go away after you hear from God. You know, a lot of things are going on around here, and we have to, we're thinking of, you know, the parking lot's getting built. We're thinking about other things and uh, kind of people around me, and I don't mean this wrong, they're kind of pushing, they're kind of pushing some things, and uh, I was in agreement, but I really just hadn't heard from God. Now I've heard from God. And since I've heard from God, it took a little longer than normal, but now that I've heard from God, I know where to go. And now that I know where to go, I can have faith for it. No matter what it costs, no matter what it is, I can have faith for it because I have heard from God. It's hard to move when you haven't heard. You got to hear. You can't skip this part. Well, I know that. Do you? Is it fresh to you? Is it fresh revelation to you? Is this hearing fresh revelation to you? Is your, uh, is your relationship with the Lord fresh and hot where he can speak to you, he can minister to you, and when you read his word, you love his word, and then something will jump off the page and slap you on both sides, and then you run to tell somebody and how good this was, and they go, yeah? That's how you know you got a revelation because they think they know it, but they don't know it like you know it. Don't get mad at them. They'll catch up. The woman at the well, you remember her? John chapter 4. How does faith come? By hearing. 
Now, how many know on the earth, Jesus was the word of God made flesh. And Jesus himself said, I don't say anything unless I heard my father say it. So Jesus is not operating independently on his own. He's waiting. Remember the miracle he did? The water turned into wine. Uh, Mama Mary said, whatever he says, do it. But he hadn't heard to do it yet. So finally he heard instructions from father. And then when he heard instructions from father, he told them what to do. You cannot move on something you haven't heard. Because you have no faith. You have presumption. Presumption will get you in trouble. Are you saying, Pastor Mark, I need to hear from God specifically to get born again? No, that's written. Do I need to hear from God to get my healing? No, that's written. Do you need to wait for years to get filled with the Holy Ghost? No, that's written. But when it comes to your personal life, you're going to need to hear from God. Are you all hearing me? Here's the woman at the well, John chapter 4. Pastor Mark, you are stirred up. I am stirred up. This woman said to him, uh, remember the woman at the well? Remember this is the one he said, you, you've, um, uh, yeah, you're right, you don't have a husband. You've had five, and the man you're living with is not your husband. Well, that just goes to show you that's the word. If you're living with somebody and not, they're not your legal husband, then that's not a marriage under God. All right? It's called adultery, fornication. It's called wrong. So... Hallelujah. The woman said, so he's talking to her in verse 25. The woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming, which is called the Christ. When he has come, he will tell us all things. Now listen, this woman, somebody might have looked at her and thought she was a messed up woman. And in, her, in the natural, there were some things going on in her. But, but it's interesting that Jesus bumped into this woman who is really kind of a spiritual woman who understood that she was looking for a Messiah one day. The woman said, she's not a Jew. She's a Samaritan. And the Jews didn't really like them. The woman said, I know, that's powerful. I know, I already know that a Messiah is coming, which is called the Christ. Man, she's right on. When he's come, he's going to tell us things. And Jesus said, look here. I'm him. And you know what? She believed. What did, how did she believe that? Because faith comes by hearing. She knew faith. You cannot take your faith beyond your knowledge. Well, I'm just going to give a wing and a prayer. Your wings and prayers won't work. You got to know something. But the great thing is, you got Google. You got millions of, not millions, you got hundreds of translations of Bible. You and I are the most blessed generation when it comes to the Word of God that ever has been. It's at our fingertips, literally. I love it. Where's that scripture that says? It's really quick. Bible Hub. It's all there. Rick Renner. It's all there. This woman, you cannot believe past your knowledge, past the logos. It's wrong just to shrug your shoulders and say whatever will be, will be. You're responsible for the word that is written down. This woman said, I believe there's a Messiah coming. He's going to be called the Christ. And Jesus said, I'm he. And she believed it. Everybody say, she believed what she heard. She heard. Hallelujah. Y'all taking too much time. Hallelujah. Um, John 4, 39. Listen to this. So she went back and talked to the folks, mostly the fellas. 
It says, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman. Everybody say many. many. Did what? Because this woman preacher, this testifier that she's met the Messiah, which seems strange, which seems odd, which seems unlikely because all she went for was some water. And she's not even a respected member of the community. She's just a known, really known woman. And these guys believed what she said. There must have been something about her with her encounter with the Lord as she preached to them, because that's all it is. Preaching is just telling what you've heard. How can they believe without a preacher? This woman preached to them. Didn't she? Right? He told me everything I did. She testified. She, she had a testimony service. Let me tell you what this man, he knew it. He knew, he knew I was married to you. He knew I was married to you. I don't know that he gave names and addresses, but he knew. And he knew we wasn't married. And many believed because of what she said. But look at this. There are just some people. And I think today more than ever, verse 40. So when the Samaritans were coming to him, they besought him he would tarry with them and abode there two days. Listen to me. This wasn't even Jesus' mission. This was one of those when you're preaching a sermon and you take a side journey. This two-day side journey was just because Jesus was having a good time. He met somebody who knew, kind of even more than the apostles. You're the Messiah. I believe that. I'm telling everybody I know. So Jesus is like, I want to hang out with you all. And then he said, he abode there two days. And it says, and many more believe because of what? Some people have to hear it for themselves. Y'all in our circle, don't get mad at me and don't stay home. I think sometimes you're so used to being preached at, taught at, that you think that that's all this is. I put in my time. I heard it. That was a good message. What's next? What's next is faith came to you because you heard something. And the only way that faith comes is by you hearing. And you have to use your faith. The Bible says in Hebrews that even the word of God preached doesn't profit you unless you mix it with faith. Mix it with receiving. And where are you receiving? Yes, it goes into these Yes, it goes into these, but the Lord needs it to go into this. Did you know your spirit has ears? You need to feed it. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Um, all right, let's get to this. Luke chapter eight. Jesus said this, and it's real important. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Luke chapter eight, verse 18. Let me just say this before I look at this. If hearing is so important, then all the hearing you do every day is important. Not just hearing the word, because this is what Jesus said. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 8, verse 18. Take heed, everybody say, be careful how you hear. Say, be careful. Tell your neighbor, be careful how you hear. 
For whoever hath to him shall be given, whoever hath not from him shall be taken, even that which seems to have. So the thing I want you to get is, number one, when you hear anything, you got to be careful how you hear it. With the word especially, because if you have heard something and you're like, I heard that, let's get on to the deeper stuff, then you don't know it. Because all the stuff is still good to you. Be careful how you hear it. Now, listen to me. This is, your heart is the soil where your faith comes from. And one of the biggest gates to your heart is your ear gate. And you and I are hearing all kinds of things all day long. Don't lift your hand, but how many of you watch the news or, or um, hear a radio or whatever you hear? Now, listen to me and don't get mad at me. Everything you hear influences you. And the problem today is you don't know the difference between the truth and a real fact. And the body of Christ is becoming very confused because they believe things because they heard things that they ought not be believing. Now, everybody in the room can go, especially think, well, this is right, but you're wrong. And then over here, they're like, yeah, but this is right, and you're wrong. What I've decided is nobody's right except for God. And if I really want to find something out, I'll search about five or six different ways to figure out what are the facts. It's exhausting. And if you think that this person has all the facts, then you are deceived. Why am I telling you this so straight? Because it does affect your faith. You don't need any weeds in your heart. Am I telling you to bear? Oh, Pastor Mark, here we go again. Bury your head. You know, don't pay attention. You don't care. Oh, I care a lot. But not maybe what everybody else cares about. I'm informed. I can read. And if I miss it, somebody's always going to tell me. <clears throat> but everything, you got to be careful how you hear it. Be careful how you hear it. The truth of the word of God is the only thing you can take at face value. And see, then you got to, like, I have to be, I've done this long enough that it doesn't bother me. But then if you've been lied to 15 times, then you have to be careful that you don't pull that over into the word of God. Can I trust God? What he says is true. You can trust him. Heaven and earth's going to pass away. This word's never going to pass away. What else did Jesus say? Mark 4, 24. <clears throat> he said, take heed what you hear. So I told you, be careful how you hear something. Now, the word of God, how you hear it, you need to take it with excitement. You need to put it in your heart. But you ought to be, you, he just very clearly said, but you've got to be careful what you hear. And the measure you meet, it'll be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall be more given. So let's just talk about this, what you hear. Now listen, if you have a need in your life, what you ought to be hearing is what God's answer is pertaining to your need. What are you hearing most of? What am I hearing the most of? What am I hearing? If you look at your life when you're awake, Y'all sleep in what, six to eight hours? Shoo, I like a good 10 on Saturday. Hallelujah. So with that other time, you're hearing something. 
Now, I'm just like you. I had a bad basketball day yesterday. Both of my teams lost. It was awful. I had to get over it really quick. Still not. And so I, I, there's nothing wrong with things. But whatever you listen to the most, it does affect you. You're hearing and hearing and hearing. If you give eight hours to a radio show while you're working, you have heard and you have heard and you have heard. And it does affect who you are. And what you've done, though, is not only heard it here and affected this, it does get in. This is soil. And the good seed of the word of God will grow. But it can't grow among all the thorns and among all the boulders. Keep it clean. Jesus said, be careful what you hear. How does this work? Mark 5, 27. The woman with the issue of blood. When she had heard of Jesus. How does faith come? Hearing. Now, we later on know what did this woman do to get her miracle? Anybody remember? She did what? She touched him. Ultimately, she touched him. She said within her heart, if I can but touch, but ultimately she touched him. So what had she heard? How does faith come? By hearing. Hearing by what? What did she hear? She, she, did, she didn't hear if you'll just get in his presence. She, she heard what? Man, people are touching him. And when they touch him, they get made whole. Her faith was in touching him. So just getting in his presence was not going to be enough. It wasn't going to be enough. She released her faith on the touch. How many know that Jesus is able? How many know that Jesus is willing? That's what he said, right? Someone asked him, I'm, I, I will. He, he's able. She didn't receive based on his ability. She didn't receive based on his willingness. As a matter of fact, in some way, she kind of went and stole the healing. Because he was just walking. Wasn't he? Just walking. And I've had this happen to me after I've laid hands on people. I, was, I remember I was in the nation of Peru. I mean, had some things happen and some things begin to happen. And they told me not to get off by ourselves and me and someone else kind of got, we didn't mean to. Well, I don't know if we did or not. But anyway, we got off by ourselves. And then suddenly I had a throng of people around me. And people were pulling me. And Pastor Rhonda has a story in India. People were take, take, they took her hand off of someone and would put it, she wasn't even done praying. She put it on somebody else. And that was, they're pulling on me like I had something. Everywhere Jesus went, people were trying it out. Didn't work that time. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's over here. Because remember, he stopped. Because remember, she touched him. She heard something, though. This doesn't happen unless she hears something and believes something. There are no corresponding actions of faith or even words of faith until you really believe something. Yes, we're going to get into, I believe in the confession, unto faith. I believe in all that. But that's not what I'm talking about today. She heard something. 
She believed something. Yes, she said something. But that hearing caused her to do something. She heard, if you can touch. And so when she touched him, she, virtue went out of Jesus, and she was made whole, and then she was sneaking away. And Jesus like, hold up. Who touched me? And nobody said nothing. Because why? They all touched. Because they thought maybe, I don't know, maybe they thought he was mad. Because everybody's touching him. Because even the disciples said that. Master, everybody's touching. Who touched me? And the woman's like, I did. I wonder what she thought. Maybe he wants it back. Because we weren't having a healing meeting. We weren't having a healing meeting. She believed something. She said something. She did something. She got something. And what he say to her, woman, my ability has made you whole. Woman, the will of God has made you whole. No. He said, woman, your faith, but faith in what? Faith in what you heard. Faith in what you released. Faith in what you did has made you whole. Right? Well, how many of you know this is going on? Anybody know in the same account, what, what else is going on? Jairus. You remember Jairus? What's going on with Jairus? She's about to die at the point of death. So before the woman with the issue of blood came there, Jairus said, hey, uh, master, uh, my daughter's at home, but I believe if you'll come lay hands on her, she'll be healed. Y'all remember that? Okay, let's look at this then. How important is it to hear? How important is it to hear? How is important is it the people around you that are talking to you? Who has your ear? What are you hearing? Be careful what you hear. Be careful how you hear it. Be careful who you share with. Be careful who you let speak into your life. Be careful what you're listening to. Here's Jairus. How many of you know the woman... Jairus came to the Lord and the Lord said, fine, I'll come to your house and, and I'm going to lay hands on her. Because he said to the Lord, remember, so what did he do? He heard that if Jesus would lay hands on somebody, they'd be healed even if they were at the point of death. He had so much faith that he went and, and, and others went to get Jesus. Now look, now the woman with the issue of blood comes. She got a miracle. She told the Amplified Classic version of her miracle. And then while she's there, in Mark chapter 5, this is real important. Verse 35. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain, which said, your daughter is dead. How many of you know that's beyond tough to hear? That's devastating. Your daughter's dead. But then this friend, this guy who has his ear said, why trouble the master? Most translations are teacher. And I, the teacher is more correct. The guy who's coming respects Jesus, but as a teacher. Why trouble the teacher any further? All right, what did he just do? He heard something. What did he hear? A fact. 
She's dead. You and I hear stuff all day long, every day. We hear all kinds of reports, all kinds of things. Right? Jesus then said, Woo! As soon as Jesus heard it, he heard the word that was spoken. He turned to Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, and he said, What? Be not afraid. Because, see, you hear things, you see things, and one thing that'll do is it'll cause you to get in fear. Just like God needs faith, the devil needs fear, he needs hesitation. He needs doubt. The devil needs that to operate. So we have the war that you and I have all day long, every day, with a number of things. And Jesus, thank God Jesus is right there. And he rebutted the, the certain. The guy who, come on, you don't just send anyone to tell someone their daughter is dead. You send somebody close. But this close guy said, don't bother him. Don't trouble him. It's over. Don't trouble the teacher anymore. And Jesus heard it. And he said, don't be afraid. Only believe. Only believe what? What you already believed. What you already said. We don't have to start over here. We're in the same place. I'm on the way. The circumstance changed, but I haven't changed. Your faith doesn't need to change. But right now, his faith can change. He's either going to not trouble the master anymore or he's going to believe what Jesus said. And how many of you know? He believed what Jesus said. In other words, he was shaken for a moment because a certain, a close one said, she's dead. This is, don't, there's nothing to do. Don't trouble the master. But Jesus was right there. And you might think, Ooh, I wish Jesus was right here. <laughs> the Bible said, Jesus says, expedient for, I, for you that I go away. Because if I can't go, if I don't go away, I can't send you the comforter. And so listen to me. The Holy Ghost on the inside of you, this is what I'm saying, is better than one Jesus at one place at one time. Now he can be everywhere. He's your teacher. He's your helper. He's your comforter. He's your counselor. He's your standby. Come on, he's all that in you. And right when the devil, you're believing for something, you've heard something, you've released your faith for something, and then something, a report comes and slaps you across the faith and wants you to give up, you got somebody on the inside that'll say, don't be afraid. Only believe. What is it important about? What you hear. It's important what you hear.